Brothers and sisters, have you ever tried to help a little child do something quite simple for you? That is something quite simple for you, but not so simple for them. When our kids are tiny, they instinctively receive our help. But as they grow and gain a little autonomy, we expect them to do some things by themselves. In fact, they want to do so. They take great delight in being able to uh, put their clothes on or help in the kitchen or uh, the many other things of daily living. But sometimes kids, and I'm told by sources close to the events that I was one of them as a child, refuse to let others help them even when they can't do it themselves. How many toddlers, for example, have emphatically let their parents know, I can do it myself. Thus we see the preschooler who shows up with mismatched and wrong-footed shoes, wearing his shirt inside out and backwards, and we all smile. Now, the desire, of course, to do something oneself isn't a bad thing. In fact, we want our kids to grow in autonomy. We want them to be able to make decisions, to do things themselves. And part of that process is, is that we have to learn how to balance these things, right? Balance between learning to do what we can and, and really doing it but also learning to ask for help when needed. Teachers in our school here at St. Mary's Cathedral, for example, have to learn or have to help students learn how to ask questions. It's a really important part of the learning process for a kid to, to ask questions when they need help. Parents, you have the hard job of helping your kids learn to balance between doing what they can do themselves and asking for and receiving support when necessary. To get that thing off the top of the refrigerator, for example. But this balancing act, it doesn't end when we grow taller and can grab things off the top of the fridge ourselves. In fact, we as adults often have this same difficulty, balancing between autonomy and asking for help. One temptation for me as I learn how to be a priest, as a, a newbie, as a baby priest, is the temptation to appear completely self-sufficient. I would wager that a similar temptation is present in many places of business and jobs. The temptation also emerges in families when we fear asking for help either within our family or from one family to another, the fear of being rejected. This temptation towards self-sufficiency, towards not allowing our needs to be known by people who could help, is a form of the sin of pride. You know, in the moments that I have overcome that temptation, where I've chosen humility by admitting that I needed help in a situation. Those are the moments where I've grown the most. When I'm in over my head, the counsel of a friend or a mentor often brings a sense of peace. But even more than this, brothers and sisters, I've found that when we admit and express our need in healthy ways to others around us, we grow in communion with them. Now let me be clear, discerning when and how we should do this is essential. 
We shouldn't trust an acquaintance as much as we trust a best friend or a spouse. We should guard our hearts with those who do not know us well, who we do not know well. But at the same time, brothers and sisters, we have to allow ourselves to be vulnerable enough that we're willing to ask for help when we need it. Above all, brothers and sisters, we should never, never try and hide our needs from the Lord. We need to be vulnerable with Him. Of course, the Lord knows our weaknesses and our trials and our sufferings. But we need to tell Him them. We need to go to Him. Sometimes we're afraid to let Jesus into our hearts Let him know our weaknesses or our needs for fear that he will reject us because of them. We have the mistaken illusion sometimes that we have to be perfect before we receive God's love, before we can allow ourselves to go to God. But that is an erroneous illusion. This fear and shame that we feel before the Lord, though it's truly felt, and we shouldn't disparage that, we should acknowledge those feelings, is not in accord with who God shows Himself to be. It's not in accord with the fact that our Lord died on the cross for us. It's not in accord with the fact that God comes and makes Himself present on the altar, giving a Himself, reaching out Himself to feed us. To meet us precisely, brothers and sisters, in those weaknesses, in those difficulties. Father Fernandez, a late 20th century commentator on the Scripture, writes, the experience of our personal weakness will serve for us to find Jesus who puts out his hand and enters into our heart, giving us great peace in the midst of every trial. Look, brothers and sisters, at the movement of Christ in today's gospel. Immediately, immediately he reaches out to Peter. What does that mean? It means that Christ was there as Peter was walking, and as he began to sink, he was close enough that he was able to reach a hand out to him. In fact, perhaps perhaps the hand was already reaching out, even before St. Peter cried out, Lord, save me. Maybe that was more of the recognition that Peter needed the Lord. Father Fernandez continues, if at times we realize that we are out of our depth, that we are sinking, we should repeat with Peter, Lord, save me. We should neither doubt his love nor his merciful hand. See, this is a story that is not new. Brothers and sisters are forgetting that we need the mercy of God and forgetting to ask for the mercy of God or thinking that we have to be perfect before we get the mercy of God. St. Paul himself laments in our second reading today, Precisely because his fellow Jews refuse to receive the love which God offers them, they either believe that they are already perfect 
through the law or cannot imagine that God would come to them in this way as one who was weak and needy to raise up the weak. Paul tries to shake his countrymen into realizing the greatness of their call. He wants them to know that God will give them all that is necessary to fulfill it if they will merely receive his gift. In the gospel, Peter's boldness, brothers and sisters, his boldness in getting out of the boat teaches us that Christ desires us to be bold and to serve him and others. Because with Christ we can do great things. We can do works that would be altogether impossible otherwise. At the same time, Peter's growth in humility between the time he gets out of the boat and the time he sinks and Jesus raises him up, it teaches us that we can only do these things if we live in intimate and unceasing union with the Lord. If we humbly admit our need our need for Christ. In these trying and difficult times when we are filled with anxiety and fear, when we are buffeted by the winds and waves of life, do we recognize that God is calling us at once to step out of the boat to walk on water? At the same time, do we realize that we will only be able to do so by remaining in communion with Him, by looking to Him Will we admit our need before the Lord, brothers and sisters? Will we call out to Him? And most importantly, will we accept the hand He offers, clinching it however weakly so that He can raise us up?